0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. Want to go over your Week 11 waiver wire pickups? Uh, Not a lot of must-ads this week, um, but, you know, there are a couple guys that you should definitely take a look at on your waiver wire just in case. All right. Uh, AJ Dillon. I know a lot of people are going to be like, he's not available on anybody's waiver wire. I get it. I can understand why you would think that. In most competitive leagues, he's not available you're right however who knows right like there are certain leagues and and some some leagues have shallow benches right some leagues uh you know are you know eight 10 team leagues some leagues um you know don't have an extra flex right sometimes you have a running backs two running back spots it's a flex and a shallow bench you know you never know he is available in like 30 percent of leagues so uh, check it out. If he is available though, fifty percent of Fab, and in those leagues you might not even be playing with Fab. But um, yeah, Dylan is a must start RB one. Aaron Jones is most likely going to be missing in a couple weeks. They have their buy in three in yeah in three weeks from now. So you know most likely Aaron Jones will miss these two weeks plus the buy and then come back in week fourteen. So until then, Dylan is a must start. Dylan was already uh, getting you know a lot of work with Aaron Jones healthy in this game. Um, so, you know, just keep that in mind because Jones, uh, you know, Aaron, Asia Dillon might be, end up being a standalone player for you, uh, even when Aaron Jones is back. So he's worth a pickup regardless. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, killed it, you know, in the absence of Damian Harris this past week, he didn't, you know, he hardly, I don't think he, did he even practiced. I don't even think he practiced this week. Came out hundred yards, 20 carries, five targets, um, caught four of them, you know, involved in the pass game, two touchdowns, like he killed it. Absolutely killed it. Now there's a chance that he doesn't. Damien Harris doesn't clear concussion protocol by Thursday night. They play on Thursday, right? He did. He was a DMP on Tuesday, so in which case, you know if if he's out, Stevenson, you know, would have the same role, right? Possibility of 20 plus carries, heavily involved in the pass game. You know that makes him an RB one play this week. So I, I'd be willing to spend 15 percent of Fab just for the possibility of potentially starting of Stevenson this week. Okay, those are the two must-pickups, you know, if they're available. Uh, Let's move on to other running back pickups you can get. uh, Potentially, J.D. McKissick, I think, is available in about 40% of leagues. Um, uh, Antonio Gibson was able to get a ton of work in in a positive game script. But these kind of, you got to be honest with yourself, okay, these kind of games aren't the norm for this team. Their defense is now without Chase Young, right, they'll likely be down most weeks. McKissick is going to get most of the opportunity in negative game scripts. So he's going to have weeks where he'll finish as a high-end RB2. It won't happen every week, right? But, you know, you have a volatile depth running back who has the PPR ceiling that he has. I feel like that's better than having a depth running back who will consistently give you 7 to 10 points every week. You know what I'm saying? But that's me. I like guys who raise my ceiling, and J.D. McKissick is that guy, especially in PPR league. So if he's available, I'm dropping 15% of fab for the home stretch. Uh, Deontay Foreman was involved in the the Titans' three-man backfield as soon as the third drive this past week. He showed ability in both the run and the pass game. Um, He just looked like the best back for the second straight week, um, especially when you compare him to Adrian Peterson. Um, You know, he ended up leading the Titans in carries this past week. And he has a good shot at creating, you know, more distance between him and Adrian Peterson moving forward. So, you know, I'll drop 10% of FAB, 15%, you know, if it's a deeper league. uh, And Deontay Foreman is available. Uh, Wayne Gallman was the guy over Mike Davis for the Falcons on Sunday. Uh, He was active for the first time in a while. So it seems like the coaches already had, you know, somewhat of a plan to to potentially work him in regardless of Cordell Patterson's injury. Um, Gallman outcarried Davis. 15 to 4, and it wasn't because of the blowout either, because Gallman got the first carry on the Falcons' second drive. So, you know, with Patterson potentially out a few weeks, and, and Patterson got hurt much later, right? Or at least, you know, got out of the game much later. So, with Patterson potentially out a few weeks with a high ankle sprain, Gallman can be the 1A in this backfield. The question is, how far will the gap be? you know, between his opportunity and Davis's opportunity. But, you know, I'd be willing to take a shot on him as, you know, being an RB2 potentially while uh, Cordell Patterson is out. And, and, you know, with him actually doing something with a potential 12 to 15 carries, maybe three to five targets per game while Patterson is out. And then there's the the possibility of when Patterson comes back, if Gallman does his thing, that, you know, Gallman kind of replaces Mike Davis in the one-two punch, you know, in that backfield. Devontae Freeman um, is is a little forgotten about after the Ravens uh, got their ass kicked on Thursday night. But, you know, they had an uncharacteristically bad game, right, against Miami. Uh, But Devontae Freeman looks to be their clear primary running back. Now, obviously Latavius Murray is going to probably potentially come back at some point. But Devontae Freeman, like, it seems like they like him. Um, And he's been playing well. So he played on 58% of snaps, had 14 opportunities to levy on Bell's three, right? If they didn't like Freeman, I would think that that gap would be a lot closer, right? Um, this would usually turn into some decent fantasy outing, you know, in games where they're clicking. And in this game, if the Ravens were able to hold on to the ball, I feel like Freeman would have got close to 20 opportunities potentially. Um they but they just couldn't sustain any drives on Thursday night. So so we'll see. I think he's worth a pickup. You know, I'm not necessarily, you know, playing him. You know, if you're desperate, sure. Um I think he'll be a solid flex for you. Um but you know, it's pos- it's possible that he turns into an R B two at some point. Uh, you know, in deeper leagues, Ty Johnson, you know, he's getting it done every week. High floor in PPR. He's not playing a ton of snaps, but he's very involved in the pass game. And, you know, things can change if the Jets move away from Mike White. Um, you know, but Johnson has been doing his thing regardless for a few weeks now. So he's a deep bench option. Um, you know, and, and, you know, listen, if Michael, if anything happens to Michael Carter, I think Ty Johnson is going to have a ton of upside because he'll assume a lot of the carries and he'll assume all the passing down work. Okay, let's move on to wide receivers. Uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, Sammy Watkins didn't eat into Rashad, Rashad Bateman's snaps and routes too much in in Watkins first game back. Maybe you know who knows if that if Watkins role grows uh, moving into next week. Uh, but if his role doesn't continue to grow, I think Bateman should be able to be Lamar Jackson's wide receiver too moving forward. Uh, Bateman didn't get it done until late in the game last week, but the Ravens were completely out of sync. You know, for the entire game, like I said, um, they were just completely unprepared for the Dolphins' defensive game plan, um, where they just blitzed the shit out of them, right? Uh, but, but most weeks won't be like that. Uh, Bateman has two eight-target games in a row, uh, and has 80, 52, and 80-yard games over his past three. So, and the reason why he keeps showing up on this wearable is because he's a very talented rookie wide receiver, um, and can break out at any point. So I want him on my bench if that happens, even if I don't plan on starting him just yet. So 15 to 20% fab or so on Bateman. Uh, Elijah Moore, uh, similar thing here. His usage is pretty frustrating, though, because he still isn't running a full complement of routes. Corey Davis and Jameson Crowder are, while Moore only ran a route on almost uh, 50% of Mike White's dropbacks against the Bill. That's too low. Um, he still had five targets. He still scored in garbage time. And, you know, the upside is evident. You know, if Moore ends up becoming a full-time player, I mean... He's, you know, he's already been doing good. Like, he's double-digit PPR fantasy points for four straight weeks since his bye. He's had at least six targets and had his, you know, over that span. And then had three touchdowns over his last two games. Uh, and this was a tough matchup against Buffalo this past week. But he gets Miami and Houston over the next two weeks. So, you know, he's a solid flex play if you need it, um, you know, with some upside. And if he if he's available, 15 to 20% fab for him. Now Justin Fields is starting to find his footing in the NFL, you know, and his number one wide receiver, Darnell Mooney, is going to benefit through the ups and downs. Mooney is the wide receiver thirty six on the year; he's a wide receiver three, so that will only likely go up from here as you know Justin Fields keeps improving. Justin Fields, you know, almost threw for three hundred yards against the Steelers, so you know the, he's making making some progress. Kadarius Tony's upside is very high, you know, but the target share is a bit uh, is a bit unknown for the Giants. You know their wide receivers have been banged up all season long. Uh, now they're coming out of the bye. We might see them all playing it for once. You know at the same time we'll see. Um, now we might not get to a point where the target share settles. You know this late in the fantasy season, but fantasy season. But if Tony gets more than twenty percent target share, you know with Galladay with Shepard, good to go. Um, you know he'll be ranked as a top thirty-six wide receiver for me. Um, good matchup against Tampa this week if you're chasing some upside. Um, and if he's available, you know, 5 to 10% of Fab seems like a good a good amount. All right, down people's Jones. Uh, the Browns couldn't get their pass game going against the Patriots, uh, but it was a tough matchup. The Patriots weren't allowing a ton of big plays, and, and that's really what, you know, DPJ is going to live on. Uh, his next three matchups, though, Detroit and Baltimore twice uh, play right up his alley. Uh, you know, they're both in the top 10 of teams giving up the most 40-plus-yard passing plays. So he's a boom-bust wide receiver three moving forward. Uh, Baker Mayfield is day-to-day with his knee injury, um, so keep that in mind. I I think boom-bust wide wide receiver three might be a little bit um, optimistic, but I do think that he has that sort of upside. Uh, Michael Gallup's back. Um, he's being rotated among the Cowboys' wide receivers. He's going to have some boom boom weeks as the Cowboys' passing attack gets back on track. Their their outf- offensive output and efficiency is a good reason to have pass catchers on this team on your bench, uh, or to throw up throwing your lineup in a pinch because these guys can boom any given week. And you know if either Ceedee Lamb or Mark Cooper were to get hurt, Michael Gallup is going to you know entrench himself as like a top twenty twenty five option at wide receiver. Now, with A.J. Brown double-teamed all game, Marcus Johnson was the beneficiary. Julio Jones is on IR, so we might see Johnson as like the clear wide receiver two over the next two weeks in what is a more pass-heavy offense. So Houston can be a good matchup, right? Uh, and then New England, you know, the week after might do a good job taking A.J. Brown away as well as they usually do a decent job at taking away a team's clear number one weapon. Um, so there's a chance that Johnson is a solid flex for you over the next couple of weeks. So I think 5% of Fab uh, would be good enough to grab him. Uh, Robbie Anderson. With Cam Newton in town, maybe Robbie Anderson starts seeing some more targets, maybe some better throws. Um, Newton is not the most accurate quarterback, but it'll be interesting to see if he at least favors Robbie. And if he does, I can't imagine you know Anderson's uncatchable target rate to be higher than it's been over the last several weeks with Sam Darnold. So you know Newton was the one who threw Robbie his touchdown pass this past week. So that, that's good news, and it seems like Robbie Anderson's pretty happy to have, have Cam back uh, on the Panthers. Uh, and I'll throw, like, 5% of fab for Robbie Anderson. So, okay, some quarterback pickups and streamers. Cam Newton, again, he ran for a touchdown, threw for a touchdown in only a handful of snaps this past week in his first game back with the Panthers, only a couple practices with the team. Matt Rule said that he wants everything that Cam offers, which means a lot of rushing, a lot of goal line carries, so sign me up for that. Potential top 12 option the rest of the way. At home against Washington this week and then has Miami the week after. So, solid matchups if you need a quarterback. Uh, two attack of Iloa. He's back this week. He has a good matchup against the Jets. Fine streamer. Mac Jones, he's a fine streamer as well against Atlanta. Dak Prescott just tore them up this past week. I think he can do his thing as well. Uh, not a high ceiling, but high enough floor. Justin Fields, two very solid fantasy performances in a row. He's coming off his bye now. Baltimore's defense is good, but it's not too scary. You know, he's an option this week. He threw for 291 yards in in Pittsburgh. He, he's ran for 38-plus yards in four straight games, so there is some appeal here. Um, Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke was able to do his thing against Tampa this past week, but their secondary was a bit banged up. We'll see how, how healthy they get this, this week, but Jones has a high ceiling, so if he needed, because of the rushing ability, he should be in play. Uh, he's not a solid option, but he has the upside. Alright, some tight end pickups and streamers. Dan Arnold, he's a tight end pickup of the week. 7 plus targets and 60 plus yards in 4 of his last 5 games. He's as solid as they come. So I'm willing to spend 20% of fab if you need a long term tight end. Another potential long term tight end, Gerald Everett. He was on this list last week and I hope some of you used him as a streamer. because He had a high route participation before the bye and it translated into him catching 8 of 8 targets this past week. He ran around 85% of dropbacks on Sunday so continue to stream him if you need to. Very, very, very solid production. Tyler Conklin, uh, he's been getting it done as well. He's a regular part of the Minnesota offense. Cole Komet, six plus targets in three straight games. He had eight targets uh this past well, before the bye, caught six for eighty-seven in Justin Fields' best game. Um Evan Ingram, he's most likely touchdown or bust, but he did score a touchdown in each of the last two games, and Tampa has been a bit vulnerable to the tight end position. Uh Pat Fryermouth, just you know, he's not like a, a regularly available, but check if he is. He's only available about 35% of leagues, but he can be a beneficiary of Juju and Claypool being out. Eric Ebron's return did stifle his routes a bit, but he seems like a favorite uh, target of Ben Roethlisberger. So, potential streamer there. You could start him. Uh, Eric Ebron, we'll see how much of an impact he makes um, going forward. Logan Thomas might be back this week. You know, the appeal behind Thomas is that he was running a route on almost every pass play. For Washington, so he could be he would be a low end tight end one once that starts happening again. A few defensive streamers. I think Tennessee is a great streamer the rest of the way. Potential set it and forget it. They, they have Houston this week, um, and the defense has gotten a lot better. So I'm willing to, to stream Tennessee this week and keep them. Uh, Cleveland against Detroit at home. San Francisco in Jacksonville. Carolina at home against Washington. I like that one too. And Miami at the Jets. Might be Blitz happy lately, huh? Okay, that's all I got. Hope you guys get who you want in your waivers. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you guys on Thursday for the Week 11 Matchup Preview. See you guys later. Bye-bye.